Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Pay, jury, daily, dot com. Nailed it. everybody and welcome to yet another week of the Jury Daily Podcast. My name is Justin Robert Young. I will be your host. It's my show. I mean, who else would host it except for a couple weeks ago when my brother and his, his wife and my sister-in-law hosted it. But I guess aside from that, aside from that, who else would do it? It's just us. OJ Simpson's on Twitter. <laughs> I repeat, I repeat. Uh, uh, the most Twitter thing to ever Twitter happened. O.J. Simpson has joined the chat. I mean, it, <laughs> we watched an episode of Black Mirror, the new Black Mirrors last night, and it was good. I liked it. But, um, man, that is some Black Mirror shit, huh? That, like, we went through... Two years ago, O.J. Simpson fever. You know, there was uh, the anniversary of the trial. We got the gigantic ESPN uh, O.J. Made in America miniseries. This shit was like eight hours. It's like eight hours. And in gritty detail, explained the phenomenon that was O.J., it explained everything that went into his career, everything that went into his post-football career, his uh, uh, intentional separation from the African-American community. That's literally the... Uh, it was so impactful, it became not only a Jay-Z song... Still OJ like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay. But then that beat was so popular that it then became the basis of another song that we've talked about on this show that made fun of Drake. You are hiding a child. Let that boy come home. Deadbeat motherfucker playing border patrol. Now that is only tangentially connected to OJ. But it is indeed an example that I will take any excuse. To play a clip from Story of Adidon. Let's get back to OJ. So we have this entire year. And all these books are re-released. You've got the FX series. That launches like a whole nother. It's so popular it launches a whole nother franchise. And then it's over. Right? Like that's that's it. Uh, we had the anniversary year. Uh, bada bing bang boom. It's done. And so life moves on. And by the way, O.J. Simpson, as we learned in the documentary and anybody who's following the story, he got off from the criminal charges of the murder 
of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman, then was found guilty in the civil trial, and then wound up going to jail for, of all things, going into a Las Vegas casino where he was living and stealing memorabilia that he believed was his. So it was an armed robbery. But he winds up getting a ton of jail time for it, probably more than a random person would, under the idea that, hey, look, you you escaped justice once, so we're going to put you in jail for a pretty long time. But now he's out. And he's on Twitter. This was the first video that he posted. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there. So this one, at the real OJ32, is the only official one. So this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. So God bless. Take care. OJ doesn't like people playing on his phone. I mean... He's O.J. Simpson, and he begins everything with, I got a little getting even to do. Getting even to do. (laughs) And if you thought, if you dared allow yourself to believe that this was as unhinged as it would get for O.J., well, friends, do I have a hell of a Monday morning for you because... This is only hours. This is all playing out as I record this. There is a parody Twitter account called at Killer OJ Simpson. At Killer OJ Simpson. It is a parody account wherein OJ is uh, holding a knife with that famous isotoner glove. And it is... I guess, designed for people who want to joke about how O.J. Simpson's a murderer. So, he's got about 300 followers, or at least he did, before, guess who comes slip-sliding into his DMs? Folks, it's O.J. Simpson himself. Here is a video posted by at Killer O.J. Simpson. Describing the DMs that he is getting from the real O.J. Simpson. He continues with the other DM. He goes, think I'm playing, motherfucker. And I go, Sally, nope. Look, if you're a little, look, if my little Twitter account with 300 followers bugs you that much, then, man, you weak as fuck. Okay, so, I only get 351 followers. The dude's tripping. Uh, seen your, seen that video you just posted about me. You think I'm playing? Tired of all your bullshit. I will find your ass and cut you. If you're gonna, you're gonna cut me. <laughs> awesome is that what you said to Nicole? And I guess that fucking made him go on a fucking rage with all knife emojis. And he goes, "You next." So there is a video to this. This is like a, a thing. This is a thing. There's a video to this that he's showing all these DMs at Killer OJ Simpson, which currently now he's exploded. He now has 530 followers. I'm sure he'll have a lot more. Apparently, a, a New York, uh, New York Daily News and TMZ 
or like in a bidding war for his video. <laughs> uh, but I will leave you with this: the 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 just the sign of the times that just to, we had an onslaught of new content about O.J. Simpson. Two years later, O.J. joins Twitter. And it takes him 72 hours to start threatening knife murder, knife murder against other Twitter users. But here's the icing on the cake at Killer OJ Simpson. His most recent tweet. Legit questions being asked. Crying face emoji. And just the still frame. From a random Twitter user. Hey, man, if OJ kills you, can I have your account, please? We bring you a story now from Perth, Australia, this uh, from CNN Travel. The most photographed travel attraction in Perth, Australia, isn't a monument, a public artwork, or the UNESCO site. I don't even know what that is. It's the Crawley Edge Boat Shed, a bright blue wooden house that many locals drive past several times a day without noticing. But thanks to its popularity on Instagram, this little blue shed has become a major local issue. I want to describe this shed for you. It, I guess the Instagram shot is awesome in that it's this walkway into the middle of a body of water and then seemingly just out of nowhere, there's this house. And it, it doesn't look sheddy. It looks kind of like uh, if there were a white picket fence around it, it would look like a, a kind of 50s nuclear family kind of thing. It's got the slanted roof and it's this very pleasing shade of blue especially when you slap one of them their ig filters on it next thing you know it looks awesome here's the problem it's in a very weird part of perth and there are so many people going to it that on may 28th perth city council met to address the issue of over tourism of the blue boat shed quote there's been an increase over the past few years of visitors to this area with tour buses as well as self-driven visitors stopping here for photo opportunities. Here's the problem. There's no bathroom and there's so many people coming to go take pictures with this stupid boat shed that it's becoming a public health problem. Again, quoting from the council, the closest public facility is located at the Narrows Garden, which is 2.4 kilometers, one and a half miles away. So now they're going to have to build a new bathroom that will cost a quarter million dollars. A solar powered toilet, because I guess it doesn't connect to other stuff. Or, I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether they're just trying to show off and have it be solar powered or they need it to be solar powered. The council added the construction of the proposed facility with appropriate signage at strategic locations will allow visitors to the area the respite they need without exhausting current businesses facility capacity. Watch them build this quarter million dollar shitter and then next thing you know, they'll find, I don't know, some cattle start you know, uh, 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 licking its butt from the wrong direction and everybody will start taking pictures of that. It's a good, it's a good looking shed though. Hell of a shed. Hey, Perth, hell of a shed.
You should be proud. I shook him loose. I shook him loose. I said yesterday, or I said on, on the last show, on Thursday's show, that we did we got no failed drug test stories. Holy shit. We got them. And we got it, we got a few different varieties. I'm gonna read them all anonymously. So in my late 20s, I smoked pot every day, and I mean every day. Wake up, had a half bowl with my coffee, headed out to work. Got home, had a bowl while deciding what to do with myself for the evening, and most of those nights just wound up me and a bunch of friends passing around a bong. This went on for about two years. I finally completely quit. A few years later, I'm with a friend at a Stones concert, and I was offered to join. Thinking to myself, why not? It's been a while. Should make the concert more entertaining. The next day, I'm off at work. I was a cable installer for Time Warner at the time, and I'm working under the eve of this house, and I was detaching a loop of cable that had been there for years. Well, it unfurled itself, and at the end of the cable, it scratched my eye. It was a very weird experience. One eye all clear, and then the other eye was looking at the world with a crack running through it. Whenever you had an injury at work, you had to get a drug test, and I'd totally forgotten about the joint from the night before. The eye was fine, healed itself in about a week, but I was called into the office and told that I was being let go for failing my drug test. Two years of smoking every day and never worrying about a drug test, I randomly have a joint at a concert and then have a weird injury that caused me to get a drug test and get fired. That's a bad fucking break, dude. Here's another one. All right. Well, originally, I wasn't going to send in my story because it wasn't for a job interview. But when I was 15, my dad was super paranoid about me potentially getting into drugs because at my age, he had been... uh, uh, at my, the age he had been, I had been making some friends with people who dabbled. I come home one day, and he had a drug test for me to take. Coincidentally, I had just smoked pot for the first time one week earlier, so I'm freaking out, as I wasn't sure how long it stayed in your system. I'm doing everything I can do to avoid taking this thing for as long as possible, saying, oh, yeah, I don't have to pee. So he started making me drink water. I'm texting my pothead friends, asking them questions, but I'm still super nervous. A little bit later... I go take my dog out and uh, hid behind the garage and peed to put it off just a little bit longer. So you're peeing outside with a dog. Later that night, I ultimately end up taking the test and passed. But that's my drug test scare. If it helps, I'm a female 23 and white. That is fucking hilarious. The idea that you're so scared to take your dad's crazy drug test that you're peeing outside with your goddamn dog. That's hilarious. See, I told you there was gold in them dar hills. I know the good topics. And finally, I did have a drug test scare uh, before I was in college and had a much less friendly probation officer in my hometown. Oh, he the, the beginning of this email, he talks about having a friendly probation officer. Without getting into too many details, I'd celebrated a bit too hard with a friend, and I was not too certain I would pass a drug test at my scheduled meeting with my probationary officer. It's a very strange feeling to have a man watch you piss in a small cup and trying to not have a panic attack as he stirs your piss with a tiny piece of plastic that could send you to jail for violating probation. But I passed! So I was good! 
and I celebrated the only way I know how, doing more of the substances that I was afraid would show up in that cup. What a brilliant moment. So good. You can always email the show, jurydaily at gmail.com. I would like to thank our producers, the Jen, PD Rave, Not Specific, Rock and Roll, Marston, Joe Acosta, Will, James, the OG Brito, Will, and Chris. Of course, you can follow me, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Justin R. Young, and you can join our Discord at bit.ly slash jurydiscord. I would like to thank the folks who brought us our story today, and that, of course, is the man that goes by the name Open Bayou. Thanks, Open Bayou. All right, that about wraps it up for us today. I would like to remind everybody to please come see my show. Oh, I'm going to be live. I'm live in San Francisco on June 29th. It's a politics show. I'm going to be making fun of the debates that happened the couple nights before, but it is always a good time, no matter what, even if you don't like politics. Uh, it's just going to be a blast of a live show, so come on out. Get your tickets, bit.ly slash px 3 June. It's a Saturday show, 7 p.m. Uh, uh, and by the way, that's Pride Weekend here in San Francisco. Uh, great weekend to be around. Going to be an absolute blast. Okay, that's it. I would like to remind you to please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky. But more importantly, until I talk to you tomorrow, please don't die! Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>